The following content does not advise white people to consume it without their Negro representative present. <laughs> Cracker discretion advised. Wow. Start the show. Just saying. I will say the um, all the white folks I know that listen to it definitely have their um, <laughs> their, their Negro representative. You got to have your present. Negro representative present and on hand at all times. Yeah, got to have a black advocate because sometimes you're going to need things explained to you. Sometimes you're going to need somebody to say, "Hey, don't go out in the world repeating this." Also, if consumed incorrectly, side effects may include getting the shit beat out of you. <laughs> <laughs> so be, be very careful. Please do. Please do. Uh, niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the weak and foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy, Oz. And you know what this is? <laughs> Even if you don't know what this is, <laughs> I'm just being presumptive like everybody else. You know, so well, no, I, I we won't get we'll get to that eventually. Um, how was your week, D. Randall? Hmm, 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 hmm. This week, this week, this week. Um, I have no idea. I, I don't. I don't have any memory <laughs> of this week because this week was totally consumed by one thing and one thing only. Ah, and I'm not going to mention it right now. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Hopefully, not too much into it. I was, I was going to say there, there are some, there are some points worth talking about. But literally, the entire week, as much as I wanted to, was consumed. <laughs> all the oxygen. Yes, all the oxygen. All the carbon dioxide, all the nitrates, all of it. Just no breathing room for anything whatsoever. Oh man, it was, a, it was a shit show. It's amazing how that happens. I mean, like, it has been a week, and I think it's only just dying down. It's like, literally been a week. I think, like, I think, like, even, like, the Ukraine is coming back and shit. Like, that's how. Right. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't see this shit happening. Are we still standing with Ukraine? Um, I don't know. Mm. I, I did see something that went out where, um, <laughs> this is funny. Um, there's a, there was a thing that came from the Peace Corps. Uh-huh. That was saying that, you know, as at now as people are going out into Europe and volunteering to help Ukrainian refugees and shit. Yeah. And basically there was a message from the Peace Corps saying like, hey, um, if you are a black person, just letting you know that um, <laughs> people in Ukraine are, are often uh, they, they may be used to saying the word, the, the N word in reference to African-Americans. Um, don't be worried. Like, it's just kind of a cultural thing. They don't mean anything by it. But. If you feel like this is something that you may not be able to work with, uh, we just wanted to let you know ahead of time so that you can decide on on how you want to proceed with it. Nigga. So imagine standing with Ukraine and going to help refugees, and they'd be like, what's up, my nigga? Oh, man. Like, no. You know. No. No. And, and also, because obviously y'all are just lobbying for help. 
Understandable. Mm-hmm. If you're lobbying for help from black people, what? Ask them black people you won't let go home. Mm. They clearly ain't doing nothing but wanting to go to fuck home. Actually, don't ask them. Like, I would say Don't ask them for shit I would say Really don't ask them For a damn thing Cause they That did come up Where they were like Well Well uh, They can just pick up a gun And help us And the quicker we get This shit over with The quicker you can go home No They can go home right now That worked out so well For us after World War One, Didn't it <laughs> <laughs> We were treated like heroes When we came home from war Oh man oh, Yeah man. No we ain't falling For that shit no more No we, we good On all that shit Fuck that Also Shout out to uh, everything that's happening in the Middle East and Africa that y'all don't give a shit about, apparently, because it involves black and brown people. Wait, what, ha- wait, what happened to Africa now? Exactly. There's just stuff always there's happening There's no coverage. There. There's, there's always well, yeah, stuff there's always, Yeah, that's true. There's always shit popping off over there. You're right. Yeah, I'm just like, in the Sudan, there's some shit going on in the Sudan right now. Like, and, and you know, but, you know, I stand with... I stand with Europeans, yeah. <laughs> who are just as racist to me as, as everybody else, as the other as the other niggas that are fighting them. So don't give a the fuck. World out here, don't care. It is some it is some bad shit, crazy shit out here, man. But that's been my week. My week is just it's been like there was I lost time, and I came back, and apparently the Ukraine is coming back. That's how much time we've lost. They took back Chernobyl. Like Russians ran around Chernobyl. Just like just free breathing, like oh, this radiation tastes so good, comrade. <laughs> Why am I coughing blood? <laughs> Shit! I must break you. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. And apparently, that's what's been happening. That is what has been taking place. Um, How was yours? Shit. So, hmm. my week has been. In, it was a weird week. I'll say at work. Apparently now that it's kind of it, it's, it's kind of becoming more spring spring like, mm-hmm. and shit's thawing out, and you know, now all the now all the dumbass customers are coming back to work. I had a I had two or three real good weeks of just working the desk, chilling, filling out these applications, listening to podcasts all day. That's to, and don't get me wrong. I'm still doing all these things. <laughs> it's just I'm occasionally bothered by people with stupid ass questions. Um, in case you in case you're a new listener, shout out to the new listeners. What the fuck are y'all doing here, man? Y'all could have been doing anything else. Like outside is really open now. Outside is all the way open. So- I know outside is open because I don't know if it was a Rockets it was a Rockets game or what game that was where some nigga showed up naked. That was a Rockets game. Yeah. Some niggas showed up naked on the court and they got his ass. They tackled him penis first (laughs) into the court. I was like, ouch. That is. Ouch. Um, Yeah. uh, Shout out to the new listeners. Shout out to the old listeners. The first times, the long times, the last times. Um, Some of y'all about to go on vacation and forget about us. I will say. um, And I don't blame you. That's okay. um, Just send me a postcard, bro. You'll be back. You will be back. You'll be back because that that first commute to work mm-hmm. uh, after the vacation. Oh, you gonna need some vitriol in your yeah. system. 
Some people are going back to work for the first time in person in a while. Oh, guess what? Welcome back to traffic. Go Welcome. ahead, go ahead and download this and just listen. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere. You're gonna be mad anyway. Might as well be mad <laughs> listening to us. You ain't lying. Um, yeah, man. Like so, it's been like I say. If you're a new listener, just in case you. I do hate my current job. I'm trying, and I'm I'm looking for an escape strategy. So, just in case you needed that update. Um, so, yeah, it's it was it's so a lot of the usual dumbass suspects have been coming have, as far as customers and clients go have been coming back, and it is a weird transition. When for a while it was just a lot of chilling, yeah, and you know I'm sure there's restocking and things to do. I'm not doing them. Um, like I said, I, I kind of hate this job, so that's kind of that's kind of been my vibe for the past few weeks. Um, just looking for an exit strategy. Um, other than that, I will say in my creative life, I forgot what it's like to work with people. Mm. Like working with Randall has has never been an inconvenience in the. Almost four years now we've been doing this. The alcohol probably has a lot to do with that. <laughs> alcohol does make things more convenient. <laughs> this is very true. I will say, um, uh, being a loner and then working with multiple people has been interesting. Um, I have to remember how, I have to remember personalities and shit. Mm. Um, Names. <laughs> well, you're right. Well, no, and, and no offense to them. A nigga just be trying to get it done. Yeah. A nigga just be trying to get it done and go on to the next thing because that is my constant life right now. One creative thing or another, and at, and then work, and at some point I go to bed. Hopefully. Hopefully. So that's just, it, 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 it's just me being out of one frying pan into another frying pan. Um, occasionally in the fire, I consider work the fire. Then I get up and then I get out of the fire and go to bed. Um, every day is Monday. Um, oh damn! Every day is Monday. Shirts are coming. <laughs> um, other than that, yeah, I'm, no complaints. Living the dream. Um, start off giving flowers. Flowers go to this week, Gerard Carmichael. That's not his name. Oh, I'm sorry. That is not his name, uh, but the stage name uh, R- R- one Rathaniel <laughs> Gerard Carmichael. How did his name get three times blacker <laughs> with just the addition of one name? <laughs> Gerard was black enough. It, that is one of the blackest names in human history. Like if somebody's named Gerard, you know, not That's only is he black, it's a southern black nigga's name. One hundred percent. That's a nigga you are dealing with. And most likely, probably a nigga with hands. Probably. But then you throw in the name Rothaniel Gerard Carmichael. He grew up all his life in the church. <laughs> there are levels of niggatry that led to the to the creation of that child. So many elements of niggatry involved. Um, but for those, those of you that don't know, uh, Rothaniel... <laughs> Uh, Gerard Carmichael recently had a new HBO special that is available on, I guess it's, it's HBO Max. It's on HBO Max? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he has a new comedy special. It's about an hour. 
And um, most notably, he took that opportunity to come out as uh, gay. Yeah. This is not a spoiler. It was in the press. I was saying, yeah. This is, it was yeah. This is how they advertised it. it yeah. It's, it's the lead, right? Yeah. So um, that's cool. But for me, I'm giving flowers as kind of a, as, as kind of a mea culpa on my part. I don't do this often on this podcast, but... Uh, mea culpa to him in a, in in the regard of my running joke has always been I've always been on the fence as to whether or not he is actually funny. Mm. Um, after watching this special, which I think was put together magnificently, um, I realized I had been looking at when I asked is Gerard Carmichael funny, I had been looking at him in the wrong light. Um. Because Gerard Carmichael was marketed differently when he came out. Not differently, but he was marketed differently from what he offers. Um, He was marketed as black people kind of looking for the next generation of, you know, bad boys of comedy, def jam comedy, whatever you want to call it, kings of comedy, all that kind of shit, the, the the next big names um, that get their shit off in a traditional way like, you know, your Martin Lawrence's and your uh, Bernie Macs, and I say this with an asterisk, Bill Bellamy. Um, <laughs> Bill Bellamy is not funny, dog. Like, I, like, maybe some of his old shit was funny. Bill Bellamy is not funny, man. Bill Bellamy looks like he spits on you when he talks. He is the greasiest, he is the most greasy Moist mouth nigga in all in all of Hollywood, next to maybe Terrence Howard. Boy, I got all the snicker juice. Boy, all his that. lips just look constantly licked. And just get the fuck out of my face, bro. <laughs> I still, you know, they had a they had a thing on Twitter about um, what asking black people what movie villain do you still do you still want to slide to this day on site? It's Bill Bellamy and Love Jones, dog. <laughs> the hater ass nigga that just be a hater ass nigga for no reason. He still needs to fade. Still to this day. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So he came out at a time when people were looking for those kind of comics, and were coming off and and was coming off of Kevin Hart being the biggest name in comedy. And I don't consider him that kind of comic. I consider him a comic and and I do this carefully because we don't see a lot of these in black in black culture. I consider him more in the in the lining of your kind of non traditional kind of one man show type comics. Yeah. Bo, he, he's Bo, very much a storyteller. So right. You got your Bo Burnham's mm-hmm. um you got your um Dimitri Martins, um, a lot of the white ones. I, I always call them the Wes Anderson type comics because they basically all look like Jason Schwartzman and can play the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so um, you have, and so I, I put him in more of that storyteller lane that we don't get a lot of um, in our lane of comedy. Uh, even your boy uh, Hassan Minaj. Yeah, not coincidentally, this special was shot by Bo Burnham. Shot by Bo Burnham. Bo yeah. Burnham is more, he is always more out there than I realize. Yeah. 
Because I think he did the music, the cool, pi- the very cool piano music mm-hmm. at the beginning. Okay. Um, and like, so when you take him in that regard as a storyteller, much like I always, like I said, uh, my boy Hassan Minaj, if you if you have Netflix, if you are still paying your twenty dollars for Netflix, and you have not seen Hassan Minaj's Homecoming. I don't understand what you're paying $20 for. Um, so that is my recommendation there. But as far as Gerard Carmichael goes, he is a storyteller. And when you listen to his the story that he's telling, it's relatable. And it and, and when you look at it in the whole thing of him setting up, setting up these jokes so masterfully, it is funny. Yeah. I mean, the, the lead was him coming out, but I think that, Everything leading up to that portion was even more interesting. Like the way that he talks about his family is like to me every black American family. That is a nigga family. Every black American family, and and lying. and his relationship with his father very much mirrors mirrors mine. Anyone can see it. It's true. It's yeah. true. I, I had the same feeling. Um. So I honestly, I don't want to say this is his masterwork. But I'll say so far, this is this is him really establishing his brand. Yeah, and and the thing is, this is like his I think his third special on HBO, and I liked yeah. the other two specials. They were kind of in the same vein of of him being more of a storyteller and and kind of observational humor. See, now I want to go back and watch those. You again. should. They were along the same vein. This one I think was was the best of the ones that he's done, and I, I know that. Not a spoiler, but I, I, you know, there are some people who, who didn't believe. Like, there's a section of his where he, you could tell he's kind of working things out still in real time, and people in the audience start getting involved with it. And like, you got to remember, this was shot in New York City, at, at Blue Note in New York. And if you've ever been around any New Yorkers long enough, if you are having a conversation anywhere about anything. Somebody's going to jump into your conversation. If they find it relatable, they're going to start talking to you. Right. And 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 to me, that became one of the more interesting parts of, of even this special, just that dynamic between him and the crowd. And you you see how these things right. work out in real time. It was it was it was really good. So yeah, I and so yeah, I I take back a lot of what I said about Gerard Car- Gerard Carmichael. Now that sitcom was just not for me. Yeah, we so just, they, they, just, we're not even going to. Yeah, uh, it, I, it was just his turn to have a sitcom. Yeah, every it seems like it's who is it now? It's Keenan's turn. He'll get another eight episodes. Yeah, that's about it. I have one more flowers. We didn't do this in the rundown. Okay. Um, I also want to send flowers to the Texas Southern University marching band, aka the Ocean of Soul. Let's go. I figured you'd appreciate that. Let's. Fucking go. They performed last night at the first night of WrestleMania, bringing out Bianca Belair. Um, Shout out to the city of Dallas for not having an HBCU on the level that we have in TSU. (laughs) (laughs) Dallas Dallas or Prairie View. Um, I didn't see Prairie View. I'm I'm just saying, I didn't see Prairie View at WrestleMania. Did not see Prairie View. I I saw, all I heard was, Ocean of Soul? Let's go. I said, wait. That can't be. Oh, it is. And sure enough, I saw the the the, the silver and, and 
maroon, whatever. The maroon and gray. Maroon and gray. And I was like, wow. Let's motherfucking go. And they were out there bringing another another black woman to the stage. Out. Let's go. Man. Yes. You and CPV doing that shit. <laughs> no, you don't. Shout out to all my PV listeners. Fuck all of y'all. Hit them with the air horns. Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, also, while I'm mentioning it, as long as we're talking about HBCUs here, uh, Texas Southern University, not to not to blow our own horn too hard or anything. Pun intended. Also, SWAC champs. Oh! Also, SWAC champs. You thought I forgot. You thought I forgot because I overlooked it a couple weeks ago. Uh, we are SWAC champions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rings and records, bitch. Rings and motherfucking records. Oh, man. Deal with it. Deal with it. We're out here. We're here. We're here. SWAT champs featured at WrestleMania. Uh, got a BET, got a BET show on the, on the line. Did I talk about that? No. They're bringing back College Hill. Now. Oh, are they bringing it to Houston? They're bringing it to Houston. They're bringing oh. it to Texas Southern. Now, Ooh. wait a minute. The premise is ridiculous. It's going to be bad. It's going to be terrible. Here's the premise. Wait. Here's the premise. Okay. So they're not just following random college kids around anymore. Ray J, Nene Leakes, Lamar Odom, and someone else I can't think of have all never been to college. And are going to get the college experience in Black Ass TSU at Black Ass TSU, the going- largest HBCU in the country. Largest HBCU in the country, two blocks from Frenchies. Correct, the new Frenchies. Correct, by the way. Off correct. Of Holman. Well, that's not as landmark to me as Cream Burger, but you know, they, you, you Houston niggas, you, they, you they, gotta be a Houston nigga to know about that. They scared of Cream Burger with that weird little side street next to it <laughs> that you're not really supposed to park on, but you do. Right. Right by the tracks. I know what I'm talking about. See, see, you know, you know, know third ward, my nigga. I know what I'm talking about. All of these is what is oh, and Stacy Dash are all going to college, are all going to get the full college experience, and it's going to be recorded. Um, Stacey Dash is going to be in Houston. Stacey Dash is going to be in Houston. That means at some point they're all going to end up at 50-15. <laughs> there needs to be a spectacle made of this. Oh, the, the spectacle has already started. They're they going to be pop- a turkey leg hut. They, oh, 100%. They, so the spectacle has begun. They... They popped up. It was a surprise on the yard on like hump day, I guess, uh, where they just made a walk through the tiger walk and um, everybody was wondering what the fuck was going on. And then they, and then I believe they announced the whole college hill rollout. Um, We have a nationally recognized television show uh, revolving around Texas Southern university that Megan the stallion just graduated from. So Ray J's going to be here for a minute. Uh, to my great dismay, yes. Oh, man. Ray J, Ray J just one of the most interesting cornballs in the world. You got Ray J. You got throwed-ass needy leaks. Yeah. You have 
Lamar Odom. You have Gateway Drug, Lamar Odom. <laughs> And Stacey Dash, who will probably get flamed 100. anytime she sets foot on campus 100. in public view. Period. 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 Wow. Oh, man. They are not playing with her ass. Boy, the Texas Southern going to be on fire next year. I'm going to homecoming. <laughs> Fuck, man. Pandemic be damned. I'm, my ass going to be in homecoming this year. Wow. Fuck the bullshit. The, the pandemic to fuck me out of homecoming twice in a row. I will be in attendance. Ray J and Lamar Odom both have Kardashian experience, albeit two different experiences. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There's a potential for so much to happen here. There's so much fuckery, dog. I'm yeah. I'm ready for it. Um so there's that. Texas Southern's out here, bro. They're just out here. Flowers go to uh the illustrious TSU. I'm not going to go through the whole uh, fight song, but <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I hate when they do that on ESPN. They, 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 there'll be no music behind them. They just sound stupid. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, Jeff Saturday. Um, uh, what's, what else is going on? Oh, humans ain't, sh- oh, humans ain't shit. Keep this one short and sweet. Y'all got to let Russell and Sierra Wilson, uh, Russell Wilson and Sierra's nuts go. Y'all do. It's time. It's time. The humans ain't shit this week. I'm I'm cordially inviting all the fuck niggas, all the Kevin Samuel ass niggas, all the fuck nigga adjacents to let Russell and Sierra's nuts go. Yeah, it's time. It's time. All the reasons that y'all call them cornball. We're gonna get into this a little more uh, at a later segment in the show. All the reasons y'all called y'all label them cornballs are basically null and void at this point. We ha- we're at the point where even if you wanted to say yes, and, and, and I, cornballs are in to a point, Russell ain't really even a cornball no more. The nigga dressed different. The nigga making more money. Look, she, she, Sierra made some in-game purchases and upgraded his wardrobe. 100%. Sure. Like, she upgraded his swag quite a bit. So Very much so. Like, all the reasons y'all call this nigga a cornball aren't even relevant no more. Most of the reasons why y'all called him that is because y'all were jealous. That is also true. Um, Because, let me tell you something. At this point, Future is really the cornball in that dynamic. Correct. Uh, But, I'm not even... And like I said, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into that discussion a little bit more uh, later in the episode. But I I just want that to be the opening public service announcement. To all the fuck niggas and black incels, especially you podcasters, let these people's nuts go. Get off their nuts. Really. Really. I'm sure they're tired of it. I'm sure your hand's getting tired. <laughs> let their fucking nuts go. I, just, a, just, a, just a friendly suggestion from me to you. It's time. Song of the week. Song of the week. I don't remember what I played last week, but I am. In, it, it's warming up, and I am in the mood to slow it down a little bit. Uh huh. Um. As I well, I can't even. I can't even act like this is out of the ordinary. This is for the lovers. Um. This is Durand Bernard. You did not play that last week. I did not play this last week. All right. 
Uh, this is Duran Bernard. I was just saying I didn't know if I had played played something slow last week. I probably did. Yeah. Um, this is Duran Bernard featuring Ari Lennox. This is called Stuck. Pour yourself something. Uh, get comfortable if you if you if you got company with you. Get close. This is gonna be this is gonna be some fire, and this is gonna be a good podcast. Mm. And we will be back with more opinions while black. Let's go.
Duran Bernard featuring Ari Lennox. Very smooth. Mm. Um I, I I think I heard him mostly from I don't know if you if you singer aficionados on YouTube watch the Terrell show, but uh he has made more than one appearance on the Terrell show and he is funny. Have you ever watched this shit? Mm-mm. What is that? Terrell Grice is a dude that I believe he can sing himself, and I think he has some maybe some content out. But he basically has a show where he talks to, um, like, and he picks kind of the best of the best kind of singers. Uh, usually people, usually people that are more vocal coaches and producers and shit. Um, and he puts them through these singing challenges where he'll where they come up with just a random word and they have to. F- First, think of a song that has that word in it, and 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 pick a song and sing just any song. And they this is they do pretty good with this show. They've had people on here from like you know Amber Amber Riley to uh, Ari Lennox, to, I think uh, Alex Isley, um, <clears throat> some people that are real deal just singing their ass off. Maybe Jasmine was on one time. Uh-huh. Uh, and this nigga was on, but this nigga is a complete goofball, and he is hilarious. And the dynamic that they have with these people um, is a big part of the attraction. Um, and you can definitely get to know a singer or an artist that you were not previously familiar with at all. Uh, JoJo was on there killing it. Uh, everybody forgets JoJo be singing her ass off. Everybody knows that JoJo is also fine. God damn, she's fine, and 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 not that much, and not much younger than me. Like, it's one thing when you come, like when when these kid, these like young kid stars are kind of in your generation. Mm-hmm. You don't really, and because I'm not really, you know, I I'm not really, I wasn't really thinking about them like that at the time. You don't really be thinking about how old they may actually be. Yeah. And then they get grown, and you're like, oh, they are grown as fuck. You remember them as child stars. Yeah, you remember them in, in, in the, from their childhood, and, and they always kind of see it. That's why, you know, sometimes I got to I gotta double-check the Wikipedia on Zendaya's age <laughs> just to make sure that, you know, if, if I pay the right type of compliment, that it's that it's age-appropriate, you know. Fam, let me tell you something about speaking of Zendaya. This is not in the rundown at all. The Oscars? Like, there uh, somebody... Because, you know, Euphoria and all those people on Euphoria kind of have their own, like, Gen Z 
like fandom mm-hmm. to them. And they were just collecting pictures of them at the Oscars, I guess at an after party maybe. Mm-hmm. Why does the whole cast of Euphoria, except some people that were not there like Nate or, or whatever, the whole cast looks like they're all fucking. <laughs> they do. I'm going to show you the shit I was talking about. They all look like they're in some kind of fucking orgy dynamic. I swear to God they I think, do. I think Nate was there too. <clears throat> he probably was. Um he was not he was not in such intimate pictures no. as the rest of the cast. He doesn't look nearly as androgynous as the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but they all look like they're fucking. And I don't blame them. And Zendaya is probably the top of all tops. Maybe. I mean, she's the one bankrolling it. <laughs> I'm no, I'm more no, I am convinced just sexual I'm convinced uh, that not only does Zendaya have like the one of the most extent, expensive prestige strap-ons of all time. Okay. Um, Her stroke game probably rivals some niggas. That's Tom Holland. <laughs> I guess Spider-Man has experimented. Uh, you know, we can ask him. Um, shout out to Angus Cloud, aka Fez, who was high out of his mind, God. body, soul, and spirit. He had to have been gone because he was in character. They were asking him questions like, "No, no, um, oh man, shit, man shout what do you think about so and so?" Shout out oh. to my nigga Ashtray. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, well, what do you think about so and so? Cop shot the kid. I can still hear him I scream. Mean, I mean, you know, um, <laughs> instead of like, no, he was just. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was going out of his fucking mind. Uh, I don't blame him. I, like that's what I like to see. I like to see people that just I might never be at this bitch again. Yeah. Uh, you know who's you know who's like that in his heyday. Um, oh, 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 what's his name? What's his name? Um, uh, Finn, Finn from Star Wars. Oh, um, uh, oh, why did I forget his name? Uh, wow, how do we just forget his name? Like completely that forgot Finn's name, man. And that's my boy. Um, oh, uh, from Attack the Block and all that shit. We're terrible right now. We're terrible. How do we forget his name? Um, y'all know Finn from Star Wars. Um, John Boyega. John Boyega. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. How did I forget John wow. Boyega's name? I feel like I we let our people down. We did. That was a that, that's a fuck. The, we can get our black card. At least it, we we could at least be under investigation for that. Yeah. Uh, John Boyega. Like when Star when like when he, Star Wars when he first started coming back, and he was at all the shit. Mm-hmm. He had eight million niggas that would that that were clearly from the whatever the hood in London is in the authentic Nigerian garb, and, and they were like, "Hey, I'm I'm in a Star Wars movie, damn it! I'm loving this shit." Yeah, but 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 but, them niggas was on it. He's not been back since. Well, because you know, fuck Star Wars. Kind of, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he will not be making any cameo appearances in the Obi Wan Kenobi movie. He made the best use of his time, and then told and then told Disney and all them niggas to suck a dick. Yeah, um, and left in big fashion, really in the middle of all that Black Lives Matter shit. He had shit to do. Sure did. Sure did. Um, so shout out to him too. Um, Speaking of uh, big 
Hollywood award show moments. It, it is always disappointing that whenever we wrap up, the shit hits the fan not long after. Oh, man. In this case, I'm actually kind of glad because it's we, true. We would have been just another another A voice in the void. Just yeah, just kill, just drowning it, just ugh, bleeding it to death. So I went radio. I I I had dinner. I I wrapped up. I had dinner. I came home. <laughs> I went radio silent for like an hour and a half, two hours. I look back at I turn my phone on. I look back at my phone, and I forgot what I forgot what Randall said to me. Well, he sent me a link that didn't come up right away. Yeah, and then he said something about Will, and then he said something about Will. I don't remember. I was like, "Wait, what the fuck is going on?" <laughs> he was like, "You're not watching the Oscars." I was like, "No, I, I, I no, I, something came up," and. He sends me the link, and I'm looking at my friend, and I'm like, this can't be right. I'm looking at the timeline on social media. I'm like, this can't be right. All I keep seeing is Will Smith smacked the shit out of Chris Rock. I, I sent you. I sent, I, I'm sent. i looking at it now. I, I sent, I'm glad I haven't loaded the, the episode yet because I hadn't even loaded the episode yet. And I sent you the screenshot that became the, right. the cover art for this episode. <laughs> and you were like, wait, what? And I was like, "Have you not been watching the Oscars?" Well, you did on last week's episode, which was which was what threw people off. Yeah, but we needed that. We we, we needed that SEO. It's cool. Yeah, but you were just like, huh? I was like "What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck?" And and I'm looking at all of a sudden, and I look at my I look at my inbox on Twitter that Gabriel's have sent have sent to me in three different languages. <laughs> I come home. My mother is my mother is like, what the fuck happened to Chris Rock? Apparently, Will Smith smacked the shit out of him, and I let and then I let the I let it play past that, and I hear, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I was like, what is this staged? Is this this is a skit? This is a skit. And you missed all of this happening in real time, which is amazing. I, I thought at first I thought it was a skit. Then everybody was so was so up in arms, and they were like, "Then people that were tweeting that were there were were live tweeting, and they were like, oh man, Denzel has come over and pulled and pulled Will to the side and is talking to him, and now Denzel has come over to Jada's table, and he's he is kneeling in front of Jada's t- table and talking and talking to her and comforting her during the break, and everybody's scrambling." Uh, uh, Chris looks traumatized, <laughs> and so to sum all this up, at, at least as far as what happened, Chris Rock. In, in case you have been living under a rock, I, I'm just going to safely assume that anybody listening to this knows what happened. <laughs> Chris Rock made a GI, according to him, a GI Jane joke. Anybody. A black woman, any black woman will pretty much categorize this as a bald headed joke. One of the highest forms of insult among black women is to call another woman bald headed, especially in the South. And not that this was a Southern thing, but 
it is a very high insult to call a black woman bald headed, basically. Uh, nobody really, first of all, most of the people having this discourse don't even remember GI Jane. It wasn't even, it wasn't even Demi Moore's biggest movie. It, 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 she did no, tell another white man to suck her dick though. Did she? In GI Jane? No, that was the classic line when she was going through whatever her, her, her little obstacle course shit was. Yeah. And she was like, sir, suck my dick. Oh shit. <sighs> Oh shit! Okay, I didn't know that. I, I, that wasn't a movie I was really just out trying to watch. It was. It was. It was. It was actually. I actually liked GI Jane, and I'll just leave it at that. I liked it. It was no. It was no disclosure. Um. So, yeah, I was a big fan of disclosure actually. So, for obvious reasons. So, um, Will Smith in response got up and smacked the shit out of Chris Rock. Now, this, I'm not so worried about the slap as kind of the divide in the culture that the slap created. One that of, was more interesting. Yeah, one of, one of the more exhausting things about this week was the fact that even if you wanted to get away from the conversation about it, you couldn't. No, not at all. Different things came out each day. And perspectives changed, and I, I even found myself at times, even though I didn't have a strong opinion one way or the other at first, I found myself even just considering things, you know, back and forth um, during the course of the week. Because on, on the one hand, I was like, well, you know, we've kind of normalized the practice of comedians being, you know, mean-spirited. Correct. Um, and roasting people. We've We've kind of accepted the fact that, over the years, as these jokes become increasingly personal, the people in the audience just have to agree to play along and grin and bear it. Having said that, it has become more of a practice. It's worth pointing out. It's become more of a practice at the Oscars, mm -hmm. particularly when Chris Rock is hosting, because Chris Rock, um, Chris, I think Chris Rock is, I can't think of a, a Comedian in recent times, anybody in recent times has hosted as much as Chris Rock. I mean, Ricky Gervais had a Ricky, run. Yeah, Ricky Gervais had a run. And he was he was out there with it too. Billy Crystal had a run, maybe. Yeah, he doesn't do it like that though. Uh, it, it, right, but he, and again, he's he doesn't have to go mean spirited. Yeah, very classy dude. Um, John Stewart probably would not have gone no. mean spirited in that fashion. Trevor Noah. Can't. He's light-skinned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is, is it against the code? I mean... This is not the way? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, we made light-skins into, like, the Mandalorians now. <laughs> oh, man. Um... Who would be who would be the Boba Fett of that? Like, who's the light skin that just is constantly breaking the code? Drake, probably Chris Brown. I don't know. Chris Brown, yeah. Chris Brown's definitely always breaking the code. You're, you're correct. Chris Brown is the Boba Fett of light skins. <laughs> I'm am taking it. I'm running with it, and you niggas can't do shit about it. Supposed to be a killer, but he really ain't. <laughs> right. Um. So. Um, one of the things that I know, one of the things that I noticed that I think is very important in this conversation, no one checked on Chris. 
Um, and that was a big thing. Like, um, a lady friend of mine was like, has anyone checked on Chris Rock? There's, well, there's a twofold to that. Well, they, the thing is they may have, but all of the attention went to what, who was perceived as the aggressor in this case. Uh, well, uh, now apparently we find out later that, uh, Denzel did speak to Chris Rock. Yeah. Um, Denzel who, who's. If if anyone's going to be the the bridge between worlds in yeah. Black Hollywood, it ought to be Denzel. He's going to be the person that they listen to. You regardless. know who shouldn't be the bridge between worlds? And I, I just bring this up because it just pisses me off. Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent should not be the Avatar. I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> well, because you know he, because you know he's been he's been trying to build that bridge between Monique and all these people that. No. All these people that blacklisted her and now Lee Daniels is apologizing and now wants to put her in a movie that we're never probably going to see. Or never want to see. Or don't want to see in the first place. Um, but I, I digress. Um, if anybody's going to be the bridge between worlds, it should probably be Denzel. If Denzel tells me some real shit, I am probably going to listen. Denzel was up there talking to Will the same time that Tyler Perry was one of those two people I'm listening to. <laughs> Let's just say that. First, the first reason I'm not listening to Tyler Perry is because I just I just read a story where Tyler Perry um, admitted to people that he talks like Medea during sex. He admitted that publicly. I've, I'm never listening to that I've, person. I've never pictured Tyler Perry having sex, and and I regret it now. <laughs> Wow. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? Change of subject. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Tyler Perry <laughs> wanted to talk to him, and then Diddy was like, yo, y'all yo, y'all, come to the gold party. We're going to work that out like some real niggas. Diddy spoke like a nigga that was handing out flyers to the after party. <laughs> like, I'm going to give Diddy an, uh, like an honorable mention to shut the fuck up right now. Like, bro, oh, shut up. Man. Shut the fuck up. He he sounded like he was he was peddling for a Howard Hampton party, <laughs> right? Hey man, y'all everybody, ladies free for eleven. <laughs> we got Casamigos <laughs> on tap. That's what Diddy sounds like, man. Still the, he does sound and look and has aged like the worst club promoter in yeah, history. His Invisalign ain't really <laughs> so. Um. So, I mean, the, the, the thing that I've appreciated the most about the last week are the different types of discourse that have come out. Correct. Um, on one side of it, like I said, with the roasting on another side with people talking about um, coming in defense of people's families and, and their wives. Very specifically in defense of black women. Yeah. One of the things that. And, I, and actually, let me not step away from what you just said about protecting black women. Let's talk about that for a second. Um, so yes, that is, that's where there was a lot of traction. I think, even though this is probably a bad example, um, oh. someone like Tiffany Haddish, Tiffany Haddish sure was, was very much in support of it because she even said that there were times, many times that she felt unprotected right. as, as a black woman. And, you know, there are times, many times, quite a few times where we have opportunities to protect black women in many ways. And we dropped the ball and we dropped the ball. So and, I, didn't, I didn't want to step away from that. Well, right. Because there is, because um, 
it, even in representation, it's not there. Mm-hmm. And so a lot, a, one discourse was where a lot of niggas jumped on this whole thing of, well, oh, these bitches out here trying to get us killed or these bitches out here tr- because they, because it, and again, it is, it is worth mentioning that in context, this happened in what could be considered a safe space. A safe, I would say a safer space, not necessarily mm-hmm. a unilaterally safe space. Yeah. Because this could have gone another way. Well, Chris, someone de- could have called the cops. Right. Chris definitely, <clears throat> Chris definitely spoke from a place of comfort um, in that that's typically a safe space for him to do that. Right. And Will also retaliated from a place of comfort in, in presuming that he would not be struck back because. That's a safe space. Not even, not even, not struck. Well, I maybe not struck back because if I were old or not, out of shape or not, if I'm Will Smith, Chris Rock ain't fighting me. He's not. He's yeah. not. He's not. Period. I don't, he is from kind of what New York or New Jersey, I guess. I, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know, so that I think that was both of them gauging the other party. And there is there's a, a zone I will not walk into or B, yeah. there is a zone I know he's not walking into. Yeah. And I can probably do this with impunity. It, it all happened so fast. Like, I mean, Very much so. nigga moments happen in Matrix bullet time. He put his back into that slap, too. He, he did. It he was, did. It was he a very did. theatrical yeah. slap. He wanted it to be seen exactly what the fuck was happening. Um, One of the other things that, that I remember talking to people about um, after the fact. And it's something that I brought up to a few, a few people like last year when I watched his YouTube series, Will's YouTube series, mm-hmm. Best Shape of My Life. And and looking at how, first of all, one of the things that he, that was a, a running um, a statement in that series was that his experience with his father growing up was that his father was physically, mentally abusive to his family mm-hmm. and that he often had to, he often felt that he had to come to the protection of his family. And in most ways he, he did so by deflecting through smiling and by, um, by comedy. Of course. Right. Uh, but we also, I also saw in that series that partially because of that, he has trouble processing those types of situations Right. When you would normally become angry or, or or like he has trouble processing frustration and anger to where he still smiles when he does so. And I remember thinking, I was like, man, at some point this dude is going to explode. Like when you see stuff like that and then you mm-hmm. see him at the, the red table talk with Jada that he shouldn't have done most likely and him still getting piled on and, and getting memed about afterwards. I'm like, right. at some point this man is going to explode. And it's going to come out in a way that's not favorable. And I think we saw that this weekend. Like how much, everybody has a limit. How much can you take? Everybody has a limit. How much can you take with, you know, for all the people that were like, well, he should have known that he was in, you know, the Oscar, he should have known this. At some point when you have been pushed past whatever your limit is, you don't give a fuck. That's going, and that's going to release in a bad way. And at the end of the day, Regardless of which side of this discussion that you are on, there is one universal truth that must be recognized. Is that sometimes niggas just get slapped. I, 
I, you know what? I said it was so funny. I said something similar um, a few a couple weeks ago on uh, probably Facebook that sometimes you sometimes people get the shit slapped out of them in mm-hmm. the name of in the service of community. Yeah. I won't say Will Smith slapped the shit out of Chris Rock in the service of community. I will say two things. One, I think there's a there's a cultural fatigue on comedians being allowed to be mean-spirited for mean-spiritedness sake. You should not you just you, you don't get to say whatever the fuck you want to people. Right. It can be funny. It can be funny. But at some point no no one no one to no one to fold them, you know. Right. But now. The counterpoint to that is one thing that annoys me about celebrity culture now, especially reality celebrity culture, mm-hmm. is that privacy is being sold over the counter. And one of the issues that I've had with the the Pinkett Smiths is how much of their lives are for sale. Like we should not Forgive me all for saying this. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Because I have a pushback, I think. The Pinkett Smiths, as as actors. The Pinkett Smiths. <laughs> the Pinkett Smiths as actors. Have, have a questionable you know, track record when it comes to the quality of their output. Will's made a ton of money, but Will hasn't had a ton of good roles. Not a ton. Not a ton. I, I'm gonna put it. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna put it out there like this. I'm always gonna be in defense of that's okay because it goes unspoken a lot with these white act, with these white actors that have way more prestige than they do output. Example being Mark Ruffalo. I like Mark Mark Ruffalo. All right. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker is not the person that they keep trying to they keep trying to put him on me as. Yeah. Um Mark Ruffalo been playing Mark Ruffalo a long time. All that you all that shit you see is Bruce Banner. That's Mark Ruffalo. We wait on him to turn into the Hulk. <laughs> we just waiting on him to be the Hulk. Um, Other than that, he plays the he plays the the nondescript love interest. That's what he plays yeah. like. Everything he, in collateral, yeah. In collateral, dog. <laughs> I'm a. I'm gonna get to a specific point with this though, because and, and also like Jada's Jada's output really. Ain't, remember Jada did woo, y'all. Uh, that, everybody was doing that kind of shit though. Everybody was doing that kind of shit in that time. That's not fair. That's not fair. We we let everybody get away with that shit during the '90s. Hell she did, no. She did little Jamie Foxx and Jamie Fo- Jamie Foxx did booty call. Jamie, Jamie Foxx Fox became one of the premier actors of our time not long after. But Jada did not. Jada did not for other... Man, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not following that. But... Because Jada had some quality shit that just wasn't Ray level. You know what I'm saying? I'm not following that. I don't know about that. I got I to gotta go back to her IMDb. That's not the part... That's not the point I'm trying that to... That might be a Patreon. The, <laughs> that might be a Patreon. The point I'm trying to make is, in recent years, what have, what have the Pinkett Smiths become most notable for 
the the sharing of their family life, being the Pink and Smiths, the oversharing of their family lives, and 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 monetizing their privacy. And I'm gonna I'm gonna let you cook. I'm gonna let you cook, but I'm gonna push back on that too. Okay, only because I want to establish the chicken or the egg in that situation. Okay, because I feel like the conversation around Jada and Will was always that. They're this nice couple that doesn't really, you don't really hear them getting into a lot of shit. You don't really hear about, you don't, they stay out of trouble. They're a nice couple that mm-hmm. kind of keeps a nice family. And I feel like they monetized how people were already talking about them. I don't think they made that up on their own. I don't think they made that up on their own. I, I think people were having that conversation and eventually with the on with the with the advent of social media, they were able to monetize that in a way that if they're going to talk about this, they're going to talk about us. We might as well get this bag off of it. Right. That, so that's what I said. They monetize their privacy. Now, when that happens, you feed the machine. Look in contrast. People say shit about Beyonce and Jay-Z's marriage all the time. Hell, Correct. Correct. Salons dropkick Jay-Z in an elevator. That is true. Came and went. Did Beyonce do a red table talk about? She had one line that addressed that. She but said, Beyonce doesn't talk to us. That's what I'm saying. That's the difference. So, But Beyonce is famous for not talking to us. There are celebrities that they their fame comes from doing their shit and going away. And that's what I'm saying. So the Pinkett Smiths are famous because they talk to us and they let us in their lives. Okay. So okay. The, the the trade-off to that is people are going to come at you. They're going to continue to come at you because this is the nature of celebrity culture. Sure. They're going to continue to come at you based on the information that you allow them to, to, to receive. So all these things add up to Chris Rock being comfortable enough to do on the that. stage that night in addressing Jada about something that's already public and even and, and and it allows him to downplay the severity of her stating that she feels a certain way about her alopecia because we are so accustomed to the Pinkett Smith sharing everything that we feel like everything is always on the table that, and we can talk about it. And so everything's fair game. It, it, we not, feel it, like it's fair game necessarily is. until we see that at some point, this man that was sitting there having a face-to-face conversation with his wife about another nigga that smashed her when they were on timeout, and we made memes about him and we clowned did. him we and did. told him you should have left the bitch, you know, a million times, who now, a few years later, has reached that point where whatever is out there and it's fair game and it's on the table has now pushed him over the edge. So that's all I'm saying is, like, there's a cautionary tale here about how much are we willing how much are we willing to engage and how much are we willing to sell to people at the, the, the expense of them always having it held over our heads for all the shit that Kim Kardashian and, and Pete Davidson have been going through lately dealing with Kanye. I had the misfortune of seeing the little Hulu commercial about their new Kardashian show coming out. Ah. And one of the things that they're talking about on the show is her and Pete Davidson. She's monetizing her privacy and people are going to feel that it's fair game to talk shit about it. I think I think the only reason I push back a, a little bit on that, and a lot of people have said that, and I understand that. I think the thing with me has always been, 
Will and Jada seem to get it disproportionately. Like, we go through the same shit with Cardi and Offset. Mm-hmm. And I know you're kind of you're kind of like fuck them all. I get that, but the difference is you're kind of like we go through this with Cardi and Offset. Cardi and Offset don't have a show about their private lives, though. So. Well, they talk shit to each other in, in Instagram in comments. Right, but I just I, I just mean the nature of well yeah and maybe and maybe red table talk is a factor that is worth uh, dividing that over. I just feel I it's, it's I just feel like there's a lot of a lot of these couples now where it's like we eat it up when it's Cardi and Offset. We eat it up when it's the baby and whoever the baby's fucking that isn't his baby moms. Uh, I feel like we eat it up when it's, you know, it could be anybody. It could be Moneybag Yo and Ari Fletcher or whoever. But suddenly when it's the Smiths, everyone just rolls, everyone rolls their eyes like we've never seen this before. And we see this all the time. And honestly, it's the expectation now. And we create, and I feel like just like I don't, just like people always whine about the Kardashians, we created that. Culturally, mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I don't even want to say culturally because white people, of course, had a hand in it too. We created that. We created that that hunger for having access to people. We created that. So they're really they're really just making money off of the monster that we created in the, the and supplying what we demanded. So it's kind of it's kind of like we reap what we sow to me. They're 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 capitalizing off of it, but there's a cost, and there's a cost. I just I always go into it, and you, like I said, you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. I just always go into it with that caveat. Yeah. Um, having said that, going to another angle with this, um, is the backlash and a lot of I Will has been treated very unfairly, very unfairly with this. We have to look at it in the context of. Was it wrong? Maybe. To some people, I can see where some people, and, and even, and to be honest, as a black man, I call bullshit with a lot of the clutching of the pearls over violence in this, in this, on this scale. I ain't shit because I don't think a slap is violence. I don't think, I, I'm kind of, right, right. I don't think it is either, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't think it's I and I definitely don't I don't think it's the level of violence that people are trying to make it out to be. I've seen people slap for much less. Far less. <laughs> and I also I think that's a cultural thing that we have to speak to as well in that black people black people come from a different uh, not all black people because we're not monolithic. A lot of black people having this conversation come from a different a different pedigree of Violence not necessarily being a necessity in that regard, but like a survival a, a survival tool. I think in this case it was just a statement. I can I can I can say everything I need to say in in one in one motion. And then of course because he's Will Smith, he explained it uh, once he sat down for the white people. Yeah, not for the white people, but he explained it. But he explained it for anybody uh, who wants to smoke from here on in. Because there, because there, they are. There's a paper trail now of Chris Rock popping off at the mouth about Jada for decades. Yeah, 
And any good husband knows about that kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of speaking of how people respond to it, another thing that I, I'm I'm glad that we you know we were able to process things for a week, right? Um, so for those of you out there who are not familiar with black people, um, <laughs> I, you I see, eat white people. If you see something happening between white uh, black people, stay out of it. Sit down. If, if it's not your moment, if you are all at the park and you're enjoying your little picnic with your family and you see some black folks having a family reunion in the pavilion along the way and you see Uncle Clyde and Uncle Uncle Will, you know, what I'm saying um, tussling and they start rolling. You got to let them shoot that fair one. Don't be alarmed. If you try to approach them to break it up, the other members of the family will say, please get the fuck back. They're going to handle it. We'll be all right. This is what we call shooting the fair one. So, shooting a fair one is just two niggas having it out. Um, they've needed to get this out for a long time. Yep. <laughs> and they're doing it in a controlled space where nobody's going to let this go too far. Yep. Um, and when they when they when they finish when they finish rolling, they're going to brush the grass off. They're going to crack open a cold one, and they're going to go back about their business. Because Chris Rock popped his shit. In a fair, in a safe space, mm-hmm. Will Smith responded in a safe space. Now, having said that, a lot of y'all, and again, this the slap told me more about y'all than it told me about Will Smith and or Chris Rock. Yes, the first thing it told me is that a lot of y'all are in some bummy relationships and marriages with people that you don't actually like. Yeah. With people you don't like and probably would not shoot the fair one for. It also taught me that there are some of you out there that don't don't really understand the concept of talking shit from a safe space. Uh, oh, they understand. No, no, no. That that's part of where the pearl clutching is from. Yeah, they understand talking shit in a safe well, space all too well. They don't understand talk shit. They don't. I, I, let me rephrase. They don't understand talk shit get hit. Correct. They don't understand that part. A lot of these niggas have been on the internet. A lot of these people have been born into a society of the internet. Yeah. And have been talking shit from home in their underwear for so long mm-hmm. that they either have never have never been explained or have been reminded that talking that sometimes you can choose the wrong one. And there are consequences for right. the shit you say to people in public. And sometimes, though, and, and, and in this case, Will Smith was the harbinger of those consequences. Yeah. And nobody, and people have been talking, have been popping shit for so long. Those consequences were shocking. I also um, came to the conclusion which I, I knew for a while, but it was, it was affirmed this week that if I am a celebrity and something happens around me, I have nothing to say about it. <laughs> nothing to say. You really can just shut the fuck up. And we're going to get into that a little later, actually. Oh, okay. We're not getting into it now. No, right. no, we're not going to pop off on that one. Well, okay. a couple, well, we could pop off like Judd, like Judd Apatow. Yeah. Judd Apatow got to talking shit. It's chill. We didn't need that. Just chill. Man, we had to remind so we had to remind people who you were just like a month ago. Yeah. We had to remind people who you were. Also, 
Um, I understand that observational comedy is a lot of where he gets where he gets his uh, his bag, mm-hmm. and it's what a lot of his movies are based out of. And we thought it was kind of funny when you were sitting when you were supposedly sitting behind Kanye when he was wearing that dumbass mask at the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Today ain't that day. No, today ain't that day. It's not a time for that level of that degree of comedy because you're white and it comes off condescending as fuck. Every, you don't need that. Everyone should have been Lupita Nyong'o, where you just like, oh damn, and I then pre- you just you just look straight ahead. Like I appreciate Lupita so much. <laughs> All she does anymore is just be fine and mind her business. <laughs> All she does all day is just be fine. Get her hair done perfectly and mind her fucking business. That's yeah. all you got to do. And to quote, to quote my pod sister, Lala speaks. Drink your water and mind your business. That's it. And while you're at it, play no games because some people in the audience, the audience responses, Beyonce. I love that everybody. I love that the response has been that y'all showing out in front of Beyonce. <laughs> And Beyonce turned around, looked at the camera, and said, "Nigga, mm. are you looking at this?" Mm. Jay Z trying to figure out how to get the fuck out of here before before Puff's dumbass tries to invite <laughs> him to the next to the gold party. Yeah, and Blue Ivy just got that same look on her face, just shaking her head at these niggas. I do not want to be an adult. <laughs> and and that's an, and that's another thing that is important that we need to point out. A lot of y'all got to talking this shit about how. Oh, they're showing out at the Oscars. They're setting black people back 25 years. They're setting black people back decades or whatever. If you have anybody in your, in, your, in your team, if you have anybody in your crew talking this shit about how they're making us look bad, about how they're setting us back, kick them in the ass. I implore you to literally take your actual foot and kick these people in their actual ass and kindly, kindly, cordially invite them shut the fuck up! to shut the fuck up. Fam. Because they're looking at everything from the white gaze. They're looking at everything from the fucking white lit. Who gives a fuck? I don't give a fuck what Judd Apatow has to say about Will about William Carroll Smith, one of the most one of the most successful, prestigious actors. Hollywood has to offer black, white, whatever, period. Judd Apatow is accomplished. Will Smith is more accomplished, period, by a fucking landslide. I don't want to hear shit else about it. I don't want I don't give a good goddamn what he has to say. I don't give a damn what Amy Schumer has to say. I don't care what Zoe Kravitz' fine ass has to say. Fam, you are not... No, no, you don't get to you. You're not at that level. You don't get to talk about these motherfuckers that way. Your arms are not long enough to slap box with the God. They're not. This nigga was known for every summer dropping heat for a long time. Are you out of your fucking mind? If there was no him, there would not be a lot of you ungrateful motherfuckers. Calm the fuck down. A lot of y'all got to shut the fuck up. And you know how, and you know how uh, I know a lot of you white motherfuckers have to shut the fuck up? When Mel Gibson 
crazy male knows to shut his ass up before you do, it is definitely time. I saw an interview for uh, you to shut the fuck up. I saw an interview or an attempted interview where I guess Mel Gibson was on some show. Yep. And the host was like, so Mel, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever about the slap. And you just hear Mel's publicist coming in. Um, Jerry. Yeah, this um, that's our time. That's our time, Jerry. <laughs> and he tried it again. Um, again, that is our, our time. time. And Mel Gibson just sat there just like, mm-mm. Mel Gibson showed it. Looked at his people. Mm-mm. mm-mm. Done. Done. <laughs> he said he can't He can't take that L no more. <laughs> Boy, my, when crazy Mel takes the hit, yeah. it's time for y'all to shut the fuck up. Yeah. It really is. Y'all don't have any y'all don't have any place here. Y'all have any say in this. This could have happened in any award show. This could have happened in any award show for real. And everybody's like, oh, but it's the Oscars. If y'all did this at the Oscars. It's such a big night for Will. It's not that big a night for Will. This is like, motherfucker, this is like uh, I, I, uh, top 20. I don't know. I mean, top 20. It's his first, his first uh, lead actor Oscar. I don't know. Oh, is this his first lead actor? Yeah. This okay, well, he, that's he been nice. Waiting, he's been waiting for this one. Okay, fair enough. That's nice. Yeah. But even so, I, and this is my thing about them talking about him resigning from the Academy. I don't give a fuck. Because we talk all this shit about Oscar so white and why are we giving so much credential to a white organization, to a white event? Why are we looking for all this validation from white people? But then when Will kind of low-key tells the Academy to suck his dick, now all of a sudden it's, oh, he ruined his big night. He ruined, oh, he's ruining his career. Will Smith can do... At this point in his career right now, Will Smith can do all the things that Will Smith is doing and will continue to do with or without the Academy. I'm not saying Will Smith is bigger than the Academy. I'm saying that Will Smith is big enough to be independent of the Academy. Fuck them. Fuck them. And everybody went on this all this shit about Oscar so white and Black Lives Matter and all that all that shit. Everyone but Will and Jada has paid lip service to it. Jada was the one boycotting the Oscars, which was where the first salvo came from, from from Chris Rock popping shit a few years ago. Will Smith said, you can't fire me. I fucking quit and suck my dick. I'll apologize to Chris because that's between me and Chris. If, if that's the apology, I will apologize to him. I will show reverence to Denzel Washington, who came to me in a when I who came to me in a moment of personal weakness. But as far as the Academy, suck my whole dick from the back. No sides, no condiments. Hmm. And I respect the fuck out of Will Smith for that. I do. And all y'all talking about how immature he is, y'all wouldn't like my daddy. I guess my daddy was immature because he lived every waking fucking moment wishing a nigga would disrespect his family. And at 75 would have whooped the living shit out of you. And it's a lot of you motherfuckers who, and it's a lot of you motherfuckers who have either played or who have either played tough guy talking about what you would have done to Will Smith 
which is a fucking lie, or is a lot of you motherfuckers talking about what you wouldn't, what you wouldn't have done, and how you would have kept your cool? And I've seen a lot of you motherfuckers lose your shit over much less. I have seen you motherfuckers lose lose your shit because a bitch spelled your name wrong at Starbucks. Don't talk to me about don't talk to me about how cool and calm you would have kept it on the night of your life. Suck a fucking dick. But you got to and Will Smith, who has never that's another and that's another important thing. I know it sounds like I'm ranting, but that is another important thing. Will Smith for real in 40 years of a career has never really done this before. He does not have a history of violence. He does not have a history of rude behavior. Y'all said y'all selves that he has made this cookie cutter image for himself in his whole career. But no, but there's no grace to be shown the one time he loses his shit. And I think that says a lot about the expectations of black men. Maybe not even just black men, because we did just get talking about get through talking about Katanji Brown. The expectations of black people to keep our cool in all situations. We are human. Will Smith was a human man for 45 seconds. And y'all acting like y'all want to make a citizen's arrest on this motherfucker. He really did slap a nigga with an open hand, though. That is that is that is worth talking about. Uh, when was the last time you? I, no, I know the last time I was. I saw a man open hand slap. Shout out to DJ Burn. He is one of the only people in my life that I have seen unapologetically open hand slap a nigga. Look at him. Wait for a response. Get nothing and walk away. It was the most amazing shit I ever saw in my life. Damn. He actually it was so funny. That nigga actually showed up uh, at the fiftieth episode party. He wasn't there for the party, but he he was with someone who was, and <laughs> it was so it was it was hilarious because when he put two and two together, and he looked around, and he saw it, and he saw that nigga, and then he saw and then he saw that nigga cool with me. He saw that nigga cool with Euphonic, and then he saw and then he saw me cool with her. He huffed and puffed his ass right on out of there. Damn. Yes, you have just witnessed a collective of three niggas who will unapologetically open hand slap the shit out of you. It's time for you to go home. Mm. You can. You can. Double homicide. You can, <laughs> you can retire. You can retire those finest men's sheen wears for another night. Um, yeah, that wilder days. Um, and there's a like I say, there's a lot of ways to approach this, but I just I was personally disappointed culturally that we really just dogpiled on a man like. This is basically strike one or strike two, if that. He did slap the shit out of a reporter. Well, the reporter also was kissed him in the mouth. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was it was a light tap. This I'm was just a, saying, there's worse that's happened at the Oscars. Yeah, I mean, Adrian Brody like dead ass kissed Halle Berry on the mouth without consent. Jim Carrey kissed Alicia Silverstone in the mouth 
Show did. Accepting his award. And it, and it wasn't a peck. It was Show a. did. Grab her face, pulled it in, and sucked the life out of her. John Wayne had to be held back from beating the shit out of somebody uh, in his day. Mm. The Duke had to be held back. And in fairness, it was probably because he wasn't used to seeing a nigga on stage. Um, Very true. But I don't know. I don't know the details of that. So that could be anything. All I'm saying is, uh, talk shit get hit. Yeah, and I, you know, my final note is I, I enjoyed seeing the discourse on both sides of this discussion over Correct. the course of the week. Um, it did teach me a lot about people and how they process different things. Um, but at the end of it, sometimes. Sometimes people just get slapped, and 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 if they bury this, and if and if Chris Rock learns something from this, and maybe that's why he hasn't made his statement yet. I, you know, I don't wish ill going forward on Chris Rock. Chris Rock had an unfortunate moment. Yeah, Will Smith had a slightly similarly unfortunate moment, but I I think you can still grow. You can still grow, and they could probably. They could probably shoot the fair one later and be cool at the gold party uh, that not, neither of them should really be attending. I mean, if at 53, if they really want to make this money, you know, they'll sit down with Oprah and talk about it. All I'm saying, <laughs> I'm just saying. all I'm saying is they should squash this shit before Jake Paul starts running his mouth about trying to get them in the too ring. late. Are you fucking kidding me? He's already offered them 15 million. Suck my whole dick. Someone whooped this white boy's ass. <laughs> For the love of God. Because he just got through pulling this shit with, with Kanye and Pete Davidson. Yeah. Somebody knocked this motherfucker out. Not even in the ring. Just on the street. Just just make it. Just, I don't even, it doesn't even need ring time. Just make it an episode of ridiculousness. You know what I'm saying? I'm so sick of Jake Paul. Anyway, there's other stuff that has happened. Oh, this um, week? yeah, correct. Oh, uh, Jesse Williams wants to pay less child support. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when I love when celebrities are introduced to real life shit. Okay, Good. Jesse Williams apparently wants. He feels like he should he should be able to appeal to pay less child support uh, to his ex wife that he may or may not have been fucking Minka Kelly on, and. Um, because he doesn't work because he 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 doesn't he's not on Grey's Anatomy anymore and according to him he only makes like $1600 a week to which his ex-wife Aaron has basically been like uh shouldn't have quit your job mm-hmm. fuck him i know if you were in the state of texas the state of texas would be like okay um are you telling me this because still want my fucking money yeah, um, still know, want my money. Light decline is a real thing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we, we see it happen all too often nowadays. Remember when Jesse was at like the top of the light skin power rankings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could do no wrong. Like love he, black women. He just got the Grey's Anatomy. You know, he was getting shouted out by Deezus and Mero, and man, he was our next great. Something, I I don't know. I don't I don't put any light skinned dudes. At, at the next. <laughs> they don't they don't represent me at all. Um, 
How the mighty fall? I, you know, but you know what? At the at the heart of this, I think this is a plot. And I think the and I think the mastermind is plot is Amanda Seals. Oh goodness, she's trying to get she's trying to get revenge. Uh, for Jesse not vouching for her to come to that Black Hollywood party. Because oh, she's still trying to get in that party. <laughs> <laughs> they probably had one last weekend. She wasn't invited. That wasn't there. <laughs> um, what is what else is going on? Um, oh, I did read something where all thirty where all thirty two NFL teams will will be required to hire a woman or a minority. In offensive coaching positions. Okay. Um, Mixed feelings. That's probably not quite what Jay-Z had in mind. Uh, Jay-Z don't care. Uh, On the the one hand... On the one hand, get the bag. Yeah. On the other hand... What I don't like is that it's going to put them under extra scrutiny, and if shit doesn't work out... People are going to say, well, it's that affirmative action bullshit again. They're just bringing people in whether or not they're qualified. And and when and when the shit doesn't work out and when you don't have a winning team on your hands, it's going to be a last hired, first fired situation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the other problem here is it's not so much the hiring that's the issue. It's the culture. You're inviting minorities and more important, I, I honestly, Honestly, more importantly, women into a culture that does not love them, that is pervasive and infectious. And I understand that somebody's gonna have to somebody's gonna have to make the first move if we want anything to improve. But my concern is that they have to start working on the culture before you can start inviting, particularly women, further into um uh, this business and I feel like you're going to have a lot of, you. I mean there's going to be a lot I, I can I can see it now a lot of harassment yeah. a lot of harassment issues a lot of people that don't know how to talk to these women um, and it's unfortunate because everybody ain't holding their shit like Jamel Hill and Taylor Rooks yeah so it, it, it I I I don't know. I think that's a slippery slope. I think you. I think. I think way more things have to change before you can even dream of somebody getting in and changing things from the inside. That's just me. Um. Uh. Oh, we got to talk about Atlanta. We have to talk about Atlanta. Oh, that also continues to happen. That- <laughs> yeah, this whole week was a blank. Um. Atlanta this week gave us more of kind of what we look for from this show. Weird people at parties. Weird people. Yes, I'm chewing on on air. <laughs> weird people and weird happenings at strange parties. Um the European tour continues. Um Earn has brought Team Paperboy uh, to meet one of his new billionaire friends as a, apparently a paperboy fan. And so they can mingle and build some connections because we keep forgetting Ernest trying to make this shit last. And 
if I'm being honest, I feel like Ern is trying to put his finger in more pies. Mm -hmm. Because we are seeing more and more as this goes on that when left to his own devices, Paperboy is hella self-destructive. Yeah. Like, like season one and two was all worried about whether or not Ern was going to be able to be a good manager for Paperboy. Now I'm more worried about is Paperboy going to be a good artist for Ern? Yeah. Well, I mean, Ern needs to start holding the money. Correct. I can tell you that much. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like I think I said it last week, but it, I felt it again this week. They're definitely diving into... Um, surrealism. Oh yeah, you know they they put them in these awkward situations, and they they kind of we kind of see how they work their way around it. Uh, the scene with with Darius talking to the Asian chick who said some mildly strange things, some mildly racist comments. Yeah, um, and and the whole social justice warrior fallout from that <laughs> that that. Was very odd. Turned into a tsunami. Yes. <laughs> um, but what I also appreciated about uh, Darius, like, like most niggas do, you know, hey, we've I, I deal with this shit all the time. But when they turn it on you, yeah, you got to deal with that yourself, though. I always feel like very bizarre things happen when Darius. I, my theory about Darius is that Darius is always kind of, his frequency is always kind of barely on our frequency. Mm -hmm. Like, Darius is always there, but not quite there. He's always half in, half out in the spirit world. Yeah. And whenever Darius is essentially 100% on the same plane as people, yep. that's when you have to start watching. Because odd shit is about to happen. Yeah. And it feels like Darius vibrated into our into our field and frequency for a minute. And people lost their shit. And also, Donald is so good at writing these wonderful moments for Paperboy. Brian Tyree Henry, when he when that character, when when Paperboy is left to his own devices. To interact with people and be shown as something other than an antagonist to Ern's kind of aspirations mm -hmm. for things going right. That character shines. And Brian Tyree Henry is a wonderful actor because he leans into it fully. It is hilarious. The, le the level of niggotry that he displayed. Oh, my God. This is, I will say, this is probably one of Paperboy's, like, top three nigga moments in the, in the, like, in the span of the show. Yeah. Um, anybody, I'm not going to give it away because that would just not do it. I'm not going to do it justice. But Paperboy's niggatry in this episode tops anything we've seen before. Um, this is including the haircut episode. <laughs> yeah. Um... I'm I I feel like they downplayed Van a little bit for this episode because something is definitely going on with her internally that we're not seeing the full brunt of. It's only it's only episode three. Yeah, 
but we're not seeing the full brunt. Something's going on with her internally that is more than she is letting on. And we see that in that awkward baby mama, baby daddy check-in close to the end of the episode. Because Ern knows something's going on with her. Yeah. And he can't put his finger on it, and he doesn't know how to address it because he can't put his finger on the exact moment he knows something's up. Yeah. Um, but for me in this episode, Van just, man, Zazzy just too fine for me to care right now. She is. <laughs> I was just happy. I was just happy that she's back. I I enjoyed the uh, the and scammer slash come up. Um, yes. Portion of the programming. Yes. You know, if, if you're going, if you're going to get over on these white people, get over on them, get all the way over on them. And when you, you know, not to spoil it, but you know, earn, earn sees something that makes him realize, you know what? I'm okay with taking these. I might money. as well get my bank. Yes. Paperboy is very, he was very candid about that. Look, white people scam us all the time. Have you not seen TikTok? Yeah. <laughs> Black people need to scam more. Wait a minute. Oh shit. Hmm? No, it's nothing that no. important, but I am heartbroken. Um that's not a text message I wanted to get. So like yes, the surrealism is definitely coming back and, and I, I I love that. Because again, I, I it bears repeating. This is the oddness that he promised us. Mm-hmm. I, and I love how things work in the Donald Glover verse. Um, and again, when you have a when you have an odd an odd surrealism as the Donald Glover verse, and you have characters much like Darius, and slowly, I the van is slowly starting to vibrate out of that. Yeah. I always think that's very interesting. Yeah, sure. Um. Good episode. It's a good episode. It, it's, uh, you know, the season's off to a good start. Very much so. Very curious to see where it goes from here. Um, I, and my mom, I, again, she doesn't watch Atlanta. But I was explaining this to her. And she was like, just from what she sees on the commercials and what I explained to her, she was like, these young niggas going to burn Amsterdam down. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. There's a, you know. That is niggas on a European tour. There's niggas on a European tour. Been there. Oh yeah. yeah. There's a lot you can get into. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just made sure that I was the one counting the money, so I was ah, gotcha. I was good. Um, there's a lot that you can get into. See, I'm I'm, I'm not going to press that. I'm going to leave that where it is. Um, I think it's a good time for a break. All right. Uh, we'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. Y'all know what this is. Sober in sober conversation with the least sober team. In podcasting, pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. Amazingly enough, we are in fact doing it sober again this this episode. I almost I oh I have a new bottle of whiskey I almost brought. I just and I just passed. That's growth. Mm. That's growth. 
Eh, yes and no, because this is a heavy bag. Um, oh, Trevor Noah's hosting the Grammys tonight. Oh, it's gonna be super vanilla. Okay, so uh, he, it's gonna be fine. He's gonna make. He's gonna start out with one reference, one veiled reference about a slap, and then he's gonna be light skinned the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to start recognizing Trevor Noah as like a quiet as kept, like upstart in the light skin power rankings? Like we'll, we'll, we'll discuss offline. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to give him that much. I mean, he's 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 there. There's something missing, but he's there. You know. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Like you know, he, it might he, be because he's not American, and he doesn't. Yeah. And he doesn't. I, I you know, granted, granted, he's South African, so he's he's dealt with his own fair share of stuff. And he gets what happens over here. Right. It might be the accent. Like, nobody with a British accent sounds hard to me. You know, like, nobody with a British accent. Like, I find British and South African accents funny sounding. Agreed. So I'm just like, eh, I can't really take what you say seriously because you sound like you sound like Pinocchio half the time. Well, that and... There's something. There's something people trust about Trevor because he's non-threatening. Well, because you know they've tried to dig up those old problematic tweets before. Like mm-hmm. they've 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 done this quite a few times. Like when Kanye did it, mm-hmm. and that shit. Everybody just kind of looked at like eh, he's not American. So it's not so bad. <laughs> Could be worse. It's not so bad. He's obviously that. Well, that he has a a a literally daily show. Yeah. Where he demonstrates that he knows better. Kanye literally has a song called Father Stretch My Hands, which begins, if I fuck this model and she just bleached her asshole and I get bleach on my t-shirt, I'm going to feel like an asshole. You can't say anything to anybody. Yeah, you don't, yeah he doesn't have a strong hand. And that's supposed to be like a veiled gospel song. Oh, God. Your dumb ass down. Don't give me Don't give me a start on Kanye's weird gospel movement and anyway it is time for white people must be stopped this is why i don't fuck with white people uh it was hard to it was hard to choose white people have been fucking up a lot lately um maybe they're just in always in a state of i feel like you say that every week so that yeah I mean, white people just... Yeah, They're in a constant state of fuck. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, in this case, in Germany, this is according to Newsweek, um, a, 60 year, a 61-year-old man took over 87 shots of COVID vaccine. What? Uh, so he could, what? So, so he could scam vaccine passports. Not as in like collected them and put them in a box and took no, them away. No, he was injected with eighty-seven. Receiving. This is the language of Newsweek. The sixty-one-year-old man from Germany, whose name has not been disclosed to the public, is accused of receiving at least eighty-seven doses of the COVID vaccine. Sometimes getting as many as three a day. His plan, allegedly, was to collect filled-out vaccine passports to sell to anti-vaxxers. Um, it is suspected 
Skipping over a couple things here. It is suspected that he showed up at different vaccination sites with different blank cards with his real name on them. After they were filled out, he would, by some method, alter them to remove his own name and sell them to anti-vaccination advocates. So I wonder what his new mutant power is going to be. (laughs) (laughs) That has to be an origin story to something. I like... Not only not only are scammers getting scammers are getting bold. Scammers are getting super bold, and this is exactly what old boy was talking about in Atlanta. White people do this shit all the time. If anything, black people might need to scam more. They're not going to scam with a vaccine, though. No, we're not going to play with that. <laughs> I was going to say we're not doing no vaccine scams. You can't even you can't even get black people to take the first one, right? So, no, it won't be a vaccine scam. But uh, that's and not only that, that doesn't instill a lot of confidence in me that this pandemic is just about is 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 wrapping up. People taking risks like this. But that also tells me that if he does catch if he still catches COVID after that, like the joke writes itself. It's true. You're correct. Like, boy, you took 85 boosters. <laughs> and still coming. And you still shit. out here? Oh, man. Um, yeah, man. White people just fucking up. Like, like, and, and yeah, for all the reasons I just named, I knew it wasn't a nigga. I knew it wasn't a nigga. Niggas don't play. Niggas don't play with the vaccine. I'll just sell you a blank card. I'll sell you a forged card. <laughs> How about that? Like there are other ways. There are so many ways to scam people that don't involve you being injected with something 80 something times. I I guarantee you niggas have tons of sick notes from a doctor that they ain't seen Mm -hmm. in 10 years. uh, And they did not need to, they did not need to risk their actual health to get them. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. I had a homegirl who used to, who used to just sell doctor's notes. She got a note from him. She got a blank. She got a blank. Um, um, she got a. She got some blank stationery from her doctor. Mm-hmm. She made copies, and she just fill in the blanks for you. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. You want smallpox? You got it. You know. And damn. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not wipe out a whole village, but I'm sorry. I can't go to work today. I have potato famine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, my my boss doesn't believe anybody's excuse for calling out ever. Um, and even when he explains it to you, he explains he explains his reasoning in the context of, well, you know, I know everybody has a crutch that they can lean on. Like my like my front desk partner, she literally has bouts with vertigo. Hmm. And that can be difficult when you are trying to drive yourself to work in the morning. Mm. So sometimes she's going to run a little late. She goes, I know that's a crutch she can lean on. Um, the embroiderer has kids, ha- has grandchildren um, that sometimes need her attention. I know that's a crutch. Mm. You, you take Uber, uh, transportation. That's a crutch you can lean on. No, Mike, it ain't no crutch. When I try to get up in the morning to go to work early, and they hit me for $70. And they mm-hmm. trying to surge price me for $70. Mm-mm. 
that's when you're going to get a polite note that I will be in eventually. So, you know, that ain't no crutch. Believe me. If it's a crutch, it's not one I'm trying to stand on. Right. Um, yeah, it, it's a lot of things niggas can do without getting themselves <laughs> sick. Um, so just be aware. We're not out of this shit yet. White people going to make sure we're not out of this shit yet. We're doing a great job of helping them. Are we? Because we are out. I'll say we are all We are all the way outside. All the way. My coworkers have stopped wearing their masks altogether. All together. Well. I ain't seen these people's faces in six months. And now you see their all their non connecting beards. Now I see everything. Damn shame. Um since your racist stories, your real life racist encounters. Along with your listener layers, questions for myself, D. Randall, or anyone else you hear on this podcast, please send those to Opinions Wild Black. Send job leads for us also. Yeah, yeah. Some of y'all have been helping out in this regard, and I appreciate it. Uh, send job leads <laughs> um, to Opinions Wild Black uh, at gmail.com or log on to opinionswildblack.com where you can get to know uh, the least sober team in podcasting better, find ways to listen to us. Uh, ways to donate money, ways to buy merch, and of course, uh, ways to get on our email subscription so you know when Patreon is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be back. We're gonna wrap it up with the with your listener letters in the top three STFUs. This is Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. And we are back. Mm-hmm. We are black. We are opinionated. And we're drinking water. Oh, yeah. Growth. Don't worry. We'll be fucked up again soon. Someday. <laughs> Don't worry. It'll happen. Um, it is time for your listener letters. I love hearing from you people. Tales to Enrage wants to know. What are the odds on Coach K unretiring after UNC beat him in the Final Four last night? <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something. I'm already a UNC fan. The, the, the pleasure of not only watching Coach K get... Well, first of all, let me, let me start off by saying fuck Duke. As a record label and a crew. Correct. Let me start off by saying that. All due respect. Um, I enjoy watching him get beat at home for his last home game. As did I. I enjoyed even more in him being retired by a black nigga named Hubert. Right? (laughs) Sit your bitch ass down. Sit your bitch ass down. Duke Blue Devils. Oh, uh, as far as unretiring, it, it don't really, it doesn't really work that way in college, uh, especially no, at his age. Way. I mean, he's been out there for forty-two years, yeah. so I, I, I don't think he's coming back. I, this I, ain't like Tom. Yeah, I, I think he's done. And you know, 
he'll he'll probably I mean you'll see him on the sidelines. He'll be having a stroke at whoever um I forgot the dude's name that's replacing him, but it's one of his assistants. He'll be replacing him. But you know Coach K will be in row three. We're like <laughs> or something like that. I'm telling you. Yeah, this ain't a situation like Tom. Um Tom Brady just he he was retired for three months. Um he got a taste of life at home with his kids and brought his ass back. That's all. Um Coach K's ready Coach K ready to go home. <laughs> yeah. Coach K ready to chill. Um did we even did we talk about uh um uh Dion? Deion Sanders? Yeah. His his toes? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I think his toes got amputated or something. Oh, no. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. No, but what about him? No, um I just we should have mentioned it was a landmark moment. Um he picked up Travis Hunter. I did not know that. Travis Hunter was the new he was supposed to be the new golden child. Uh he was going to one of these uh maybe it was FSU, I don't remember. It was one of these white universities. With white money, mm. and he came out at the last at the last second and announced that um, Dion had picked him up to co- to go to J State. And like I say, Travis Hunter was supposed to be like the one, mm. and a quarterback no less. And this is a, and this was a big deal. Like Dion Sanders has been undercutting schools a lot. To get these and these black players, to getting them to come over, yeah. But this is a this is a big one. This is like like this is a huge deal, and a lot of people were it was making waves for a lot of people, and it shows that if you have the right resources, um, you can you can get people over from the promise. You can get, bring people over to the promised land. And Deion Sanders is doing a lot um, to kind of shift the balance in how HBCUs do business Mm -hmm. and how college football does business. And he is is trying to complete his promise. He's going to make J-State a real top contender. I mean, it, it. A lot of times, I got to remember, it comes back down to the personnel. Comes back down to the coach. You were correct. You're correct. People will follow the right coach anywhere. Yeah. Oh, and told them white people to watch their damn mouth. Calling me Dion. You don't call Nick Saban. You don't call Nick Saban Nick. Mm-mm. Call him Coach. Call me Coach. God damn it. <laughs> know who the fuck you fucking with? Um, that was really our main uh, listener letter. Uh, one. Oh, you know what? No, Chef sent us something. Uh, Chef sent us an article. Um, not to spend too much time on it, but I think it, I do think it's interesting. Um, he says an article that I could have, I could have avoided him some heartbreak, <laughs> um, and just told him, well, it's from the New York Post, so there you go. Yeah. But, um, he did send us um something that I think is worth talking about. Um, uh, it's this it's this article basically saying basically asking if. Black women would be better served marrying white men. Yeah, yeah. So we're already there. Okay. 
I'll say, take a take a deep breath, take a deep sip. And what is this publication? This is New York Post. Mm, mm. Okay, so they're being messy. It's white clickbait. Okay. You know, it might as well be the Madame Noir of New York publications. Okay. Um, why black why more black women should consider marrying white men. Uh, this is written by a Ralph Richard Banks. Um Whitest black name I've ever heard. <laughs> the opposite of Rothaniel. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I'll just highlight a couple of things. This, um, oh, God. I hate these little pop-ups. No, I don't want to subscribe to your shit. Um, the effects of racism have, well, have left well-educated black women with a paucity of, white ma- of black male partners According to Brookings Institute data, black men are less likely than black women to have completed high school and 50% less likely to have attained a four-year college degree. Yet, despite the shortage of suitable black partners, black women have also been the least likely of any minority group to marry outside their race, according to data from the Pew Research Center. I can stop right there, actually. First of all, framing... Framing what consi- what makes a suitable black partner in college, in a college education, which is largely connected to capitalism at this point, mm-hmm. because in 2022, college is a scam. Um, you're already going down a bad path. Right. So right there in framing what's suitable and what makes a partner and framing it in something that is based upon a man-made system, I'm already suspicious. Right. Um, going a little further down, um, rather than partner with men of other races, many heterosexual black women either don't marry or marry black men with whom they are not especially well-matched. These mismatched relationships, i.e., i.e., people that go to college and people who don't, which is stupid, um, contribute to African Americans having the highest divorce rate of any racial group. In fact, black women are the only demographic to have a higher divorce rate than marriage rate. First of all, the divorce rate is high all over. Right. Let's let's start there. Divorce rates high all over. It is unfair. This is this is the equivalent of black on black crime. Wait, so they're saying that more black women are getting divorced than married? Yeah. Which I don't, I don't understand how that works. I don't understand how those numbers work, but whatever. Um, it, and again, it is it is this is the equivalent of black on black crime, because again, these numbers are high everywhere. And there's going to be, a, and in, in America, there's a high divorce rate in whatever community you go to. Mm-hmm. But nobody's nobody's watching the pockets of white people in that regard. Nobody's watching how the Mexican. Nobody's ever talking about how the Mexicans get divorced or married. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's clocking the Asians. So yeah, that's bullshit right there. Um. Go a little further, scroll a little further. And all of this is framed in them showing pictures of Katanji Brown Jackson, showing pictures of what's his name, Joshua Jackson, and his black wife, 
showing um, framing a, a Kamala Harris um, and 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 her husband. Um, all of these well-to-do black women who are largely exceptions in the game. Um, yes, black women are making huge strides. Kamala Harris should not be the should not be the standard bearer. George Lucas and his black wife. Come on, man. Um, oh, here. Oh, here's the center of it right here. A bit more than a decade ago, I published a book is marriage for white people. Oh, oh, okay. So he's he's bringing back this narrative. Um, now his book didn't sell. I see what happened now. Um, this is stupid. This is stupid. If you want to, if you want to argue, if you want to argue that if a if a black woman wants to marry a white man, they should do so. Do that. But framing it under this, well, black, well, well, all black men suck. So men, so women should just get it however they get it. It's stupid. It's generalizing. It's silly, and it goes even further to to try to state that. Black that well, black men aren't showing such solidarity because they're marrying, they're marrying white women or whoever they're marrying. So black women should get out here and date whoever they date and marry whoever they want. Um, I don't think there needs to be a because in front of it. Date, marry whoever you want, regardless. Agreed. And if you have to, and and and. I like I I have friends who have said, for example, you know, American men just don't do it for me anymore, and they've dated outside of their nationality, so to speak. Right. And that's, I mean, it, it's fine. Cool. It, it 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 is what it is. I, I think it's just dumb to tell other people, without knowing their circumstances, without knowing their experiences, that carte blanche they need to not date or marry certain people. It's it's always been clickbaity to me, and all these little stupid fucking statistics that you come up with. Yeah, I mean we we see a lot of black athletes and celebrities marrying white people, but also I see a lot of different people marrying a lot of different people. Period across the board and being perfectly happy, and that's and that's all that matters. Like at, at some point, everybody has to let go of this. I'm only going to date inside my race shit. And realize that at the end of the day, nobody's fucking anyway. So I was gonna say, <laughs> so it's not fucking going on right now. It, it doesn't matter, y'all. Y'all just need to like go back to to human connections. Go back to not having. I I, I think it's kind of corny sometimes to have these this this check box of preferences. Anyway, it's goofy. You know, they got to, you know, they got to be got to be black, got to be making six figures, got to be this like but at the same time you you're not actually talking to anybody. You're just walking around with a checklist hoping that you trip over some shit. And most of y'all ain't got the social skills to really relate to people on the level that you need to anyway to make a meaningful connection. Y'all just trying to fuck. And most of y'all ain't ain't really checking off a lot of boxes on your own anyway. Right. So, you know, it's the the article is it's it's typical of the same type of shit that just gives us into these derivative conversations about nothing 
or is this a bunch of it's a bunch of lonely people who can't find anything who are trying to set the rules for everybody else? No better or worse than Kevin Samuels, right? You know, you I don't know how it's possible to be divorced more than you marry, but you know, go for it. I, I, I guess if you can if you can pull that kind of stat out your ass, then you can say shit like black women need to not marry white men. So good for them. Um. That was a, okay, that was a good listener letter around. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all know what to do. Pingas while black, uh, gmail.com, pingas while black.com. It'll link you to all our social medias. Get in touch with us. Uh, we like talking to y'all. Um, it's time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Number three. I feel like I had a well, no, that's not. I don't know. I'm not putting them on there as a runner up. I have, uh, number three is Zoe Kravitz. Mm. This was a heavy heart because we really want Zoe Kravitz to just shut up, shut the fuck up for her own good. Man, uh, she said some loose shit on Twitter after the award show and was like, "Oh well, since everyone's, since people are assaulting other people, here's the dress that I'm wearing for an award show where apparently you can assault other people." Yeah, yeah. You really could have just shown us the dress, bro. That was all we were interested in in the first place. We were not interested in your opinions about the world. Um, Here's here's okay. So here's my problem. Well, no, I actually I don't even have to do it. Here's my problem because Black Twitter did it for me. Black Twitter is some fucking detectives. Because not long after she made this statement, they dug up some old shit she said. About Jaden Smith, which was she was making some inappropriate comments about how she had been kicking it with Jaden Smith and how she was, how he was underage and how she had to like resist the urge or 14 and she had to remind herself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. You are underage. (laughs) They made Zoe Kravitz into a sexual predator in no time at all. Now, do I think what she said was out of line? Uh, yes. That was out of pocket. Um, do I think it doesn't look good for a family that has a hist- that that has a history on the books now of this of these sort of interactions not looking good? Yeah, you didn't help you you didn't help anybody's case. Do I think she deserved to be called a predator? Uh, I, I I don't uh, and but see the not. thing is that those are just warning shots. Correct. That was just people letting her know, like, look, look, look. We keep receipts. I'll say we got papers on you. My parents still have gas station receipts from the eighties in a box in their little storage house. So people keep receipts, and they were just showing you, like, all right, remember you used to hang with uh, Alexander Wang, and Alexander oh, Wang yeah. was you know sexually assaulted people yeah. backstage. Yeah, just like you know. You know, yeah. they, they brought out all her old, you know, perm hair photos. Oh, shit. You know, they, they, they it's like, look, they're like, Zoe, we like you. We just want to let you know. Right. That you just need to shut, just like shut, just shut, stay out of this. Just one. stay out of this one. It wasn't about you. Stay out of this one. We got this. We'll call you. Like, you lucky. You lucky we all saw Batman. Right, you know what I'm saying. We, we we still riding for that, you know. Right now, so we gonna let you. We just gonna like look, look, fam, sit down. We want you to get this Catwoman spinoff, my nigga. We understand you light skin. You might not know the ways, and and like double light skin because both of her parents, 
Vice Correct. They, they brought up some old shit that she said a while back when she was like, I don't want to be I, I don't want to be known as a black artist. You know, I'm biracial. Both yeah. of my parents are biracial, so I'm biracial, biracial. And do not I do not step wrong in these streets because the light skin power rankings are nasty out here and Zendaya will gladly step over your lifeless body and career and and take back her rightful her rightful throne. She was already appointed. <laughs> I think the official rankings I think the official rankings still have Beyonce at number one. And then they, they slid Zendaya. I don't know about that. I don't count Beyonce as light skin. People count her. They do? That. They count her as that, yes. Okay. Well, it, well, if that's the case, then she's number one right now. Because did you see her latest Instagram with with her with her with her with the the the, the dress? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Motherhood is a beautiful thing. Um, I had no sexual attraction to Beyonce until she had kids. I didn't. I was always I was always a proponent of Calandria Roland. Okay, I mean. Either answer is acceptable. Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the, yes, I, I'm just going to say yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And Beyonce, Zendaya, Chloe Bailey are all more than happy to step over you and take that number one headband. You had a, you had a good run. You had a good run. It's, you know, she, she. Beyonce's people ain't fucking up like this. You know, she dipped a little bit, you know. Yeah. She peeked ahead and almost said something dumb, but she, you know, she she dipped. And was like, all right, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a chill. Didn't she fucking Channing Tatum? Is that the one? She was. I, I guess she still is. I can't remember. That's I mean, people people brought up the fact that she was only married for two months. Ooh. They're like, remember, Ooh. you were only married for two months. You don't Ooh. know about, you don't know about anybody protecting their wife. Like again, just sending her warning shots, and and effectively the internet, the whole internet just told her to shut the fuck up. Like just out of love, you out know, of love. Yeah, you're not you're not built for this, fam. Fam, don't do this to yourself. Shut the fuck up for your own good safety. Shut the fuck up. Number two is Amy Schumer. It, this almost doesn't bear an explanation. I mean, she just needs to stay on the permanent. Shut the fuck up list. <laughs> So the so the 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 red lion of lights of a uh, white feminism Voltron um, was running her mouth about how triggered she felt by the slap because you because you why because you an unfunny comedian that because uh, you an unfunny comedian that every now and then says some offensive shit that makes people want to fucking go upside your head. Mm. If that's the case, then I understand. And I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not a proponent of anyone going up upside Amy Amy Schumer's head. You're speaking for yourself. I mean, if if, if that's the fight the women have to have, they got to have that out. Um, and Regina Hall was backstage, probably like, "If this bitch, Ooh, Regina Hall probably wanted to give her a fair one." I'm just saying, Amy Schumer does not have. Does not have the social leverage anymore Mm-mm. to say these things. What was the last? What was the last slap Amy Schumer had? Exactly, exactly. Uh, uh, she had one. She had the shit with Bill Hader. 
I don't remember that. Yes. Yeah, train wreck. It was a, a, another Judd Apatow movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she. Yeah, she was with Bill Hader, and Bill Hader was all was all a guy with his shit together, and she doesn't have her shit together. And LeBron James was Bill Hader's best friend. I'm sure Bill Hader was great. Bill Hader was great. LeBron yeah. James was funny because mm. he was just being LeBron. Mm. Um, Barry's coming back soon. Season three. Let's very go. happy about it. Let's do it. Um, in the meantime, Amy Schumer, who has nothing, who has a season three of nothing coming up, <laughs> can shut the fuck up. Um, and the number one person or peoples who should shut the fuck up are the gentlemen of, and I want to get this right, the Pivot Podcast. Who? I want to get this right. I'm looking them up on Twitter. The Pivot Podcast. Um, you listen to a lot of podcasts. I so I don't listen to this podcast ongoing. Oh, it 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 came up it came up in the algorithms because they were talking shit. Apparently, it's a football podcast uh, who consists of some niggas that I don't recognize who all look like who all look like they were on the bench and uh, were just one ACL away from uh, being a water boy in D one football. Mm. Um. Basically, they were. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna play it. I'm not. Even, I'm not gonna play the quote. They were talking a lot of cash shit about how uh, the only reason Sierra is with Russell Wilson is because he has money and because he's a cornball. Um, as we said at the top of the show, y'all gotta let this. Y'all gotta get off of Russell and Sierra's nuts, dog. Like it, it's enough. And it, and let me let me just say. All the reasons y'all consider him a cornball are null and void. Why is he a cornball? Because he has religion? Why is he a cornball? Because he doesn't have he doesn't have s- several different baby mamas across the industry in which he works, like Future? Why is he a cornball? No one can explain this because because as far as I know, he had he's on good terms with his exes, and isn't talking shit about him after he fucked up. Um, uh, help me out. What makes Russell Wilson a cornball? Is it the way he dresses? Because Sierra upgraded him a long time ago. What makes him a cornball is that they are jealous that he has something that they want. Precisely. Precisely. You know, I mean, good credit with women. You know, like we said earlier. If you look at everything in retrospect, Future is the actual corny nigga. It's true. He's the one who, when women leave him, they upgrade. And, and they're go, not talking shit about him. Right. And they're not worried about him. And they go to a nigga that people find cornballs. Michael B. Jordan is kind of a cornball. Kind of. But guess what? He's he got a cornball what, on the way up. He got what you ain't. This is also true. This is also true. And future just stays in the same toxic patterns, in the same toxic relationships. Yeah, you you niggas who are out here wearing ill fitting clothes, and and you know, probably sagging your shit. Probably probably go twelve in on a bottle service. You know who? Oh, shit. You know all you you type of dudes are calling these niggas corny when you know what you know what's wild though. What's that? Either Russell Wilson or Mike B. Jordan could whoop their asses. 100%. That's another thing that keeps me from ever calling Russell Wilson corny is that 
his vocation is to either take or deliver punishment to other people of similar size and strength at any given moment. I think a, a, there was a quote from a long time ago um, from a, a from a poet, an illustrious poet named Anton Patton. Better know this big boy from Outcast. Let's go. When Let's people, go. When people were calling MC Hammer corny, big boy famously said, Hammer, whoop your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. It is very true. These people that you find corny only have what you don't have. And it, it's it's a mark of jealousy for you to for you to to question why someone that you find attractive has the audacity to find someone who is probably smart, witty, and intelligent, and and could probably whoop your ass. And all the reasons y'all call him corny are usually steeped in uh, massage noir and toxic masculinity, anyway. But y'all don't believe that shit exists. So I'm clearly talking to the wall, explaining that to you anyway. I'm just saying, because um, y'all, I know I already know y'all gonna go, oh man. Oh, now it's, now it's toxic to be a man. Yeah, it's toxic to be to be masculine. No, no, it's not what we're saying. At the same time, you also have to know that Russell Wilson is not thinking about you at all. Nope, not even a little bit. He does not know this podcast exists. Y'all are just pissing in the wind. <laughs> he does not know this podcast exists. There's a lot of these NFL niggas that just do not need podcasts. Brandon Marshall, it's got to stop. Brandon Marshall don't never know what he's talking about. I don't know who that is. Uh, you you you've seen the the you've seen the meme of him just in in a living room, grown man yelling at another nigga. Um, I'll show it to you off air. Okay. Um, all that to say, the Pivot Podcast or the creatine eating version of Fresh and Fit <laughs> needs to shut the fuck, shut up. The fuck up. Honestly. Honestly, shut the uh, 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 shut the protein pill fuck up. Damn. Whatever that is, y'all on all uh, all that GNC shit. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about uh, substance abuse like that on here. Um, but yeah, eat some drink, have, stir up some creatine. And shut the fuck up. Damn. Um, Randall, did we do a podcast? We have most certainly fulfilled the necessary requirements to consider this a podcast, and we will let uh, we will let the listener decide whether or not this is a podcast. <laughs> I feel like we did a pretty good job today. Yeah, um, guys, we got merch is on the way. I'm not announcing a date yet. On the way, but merch is on the way. Patreon is definitely on the way. On the way. And we're going to do a little bit of what we can um, to change how business is done in podcasting, at least down here. Um, I have, I do have a vision. Uh, I'm not going to get into all that right now. You will see it as it comes. Until then, mm. we will be back. Yes. More foolishness and fuckery next week. I'm telling you, we're going to be here. We are going to be here. This is this is this is content for y'all, but this is for us too. Mm-hmm. This we're gonna be here, mm-hmm. help you get through this. Um, so we will be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Until then, this has been episode one seventy seven of Opinions Wild Black. I have been Oz. 
I am Will Smith's slap. <laughs> oh, theatrical ass slap. Heard around the world. Well, he put his back into that shit. And the, he, and the, he had a kung fu grip. The liveest part is that, like, he caught a piece of that mic too. So it was just bop. <laughs> Damn. Oh man, it, it it was so funny. He was Chris was in awe, but he was also like, "Damn!" But Chris Smith slapped the shit out of one me. One thing that was in this five seconds. Yeah. One thing that is that is criminally overstepped is that for a very brief second, Chris was about to say something and was about to go in. Chris said, "Boy, it mm. <laughs> kept it on." <laughs> and the everybody hates Chris Steve just start playing. Like, <laughs> What would have been amazing is if we would have heard the the next set of words that came out of Chris's mouth, but also that was before Will Smith said, "Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. mouth." Right, correct. And he was like, "Yeah, I, I, I will. Yes, I will. I'm going to." Yeah, y'all missed that part. He complied like a motherfucker. Mm. And real quick, the other thing we missed is that when he won that, uh, when when he went up and accepted that uh, that King Richard Award. Samuel L. Jackson was definitely there to meet him with a high five. Yeah. Let me yeah. tell you something. If my last week in the academy consists of slapping the shit out of Chris Rock, being coached back to the show by Denzel Washington, and getting a high five from Nick Fury, I'm quitting with a smile on my face. The academy can suck my whole dick sideways. No condiments. No sides, no hot sauce, no mild sauce. It's a, it's a dry meal, sir. Exactly. Bye, niggas. Oh, I didn't say titties. As always, <laughs> as always imparting titties. I didn't do the noise this time. I did not do the sound effect this time. Thank you. Okay. See, I'm growing. I'm improving. Now, bye, niggas. <laughs>